not video, just audio. Welcome to Park County Dugouts Coaches Corner with Megan Burns, uh, head coach of the uh, Lady Rangers, and Veronica Glenn, uh, number five. Uh, and in your scoreboard, number one in your heart. <laughs> Veronica, uh, what are you, a junior, sophomore? I'm a senior. Are you really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, how are you enjoying the year so far? Pretty good. Um, it feels a little bit intimidating to be like getting ready to graduate soon, but yeah. Um, Coach Burns, thanks for being here. Uh, one and what is your record? One and six now. Two and two. five, I think. Two and five. Who's your second win against? Uh, we beat Libby and Butte Central. Oh, that's right. Um, <clears throat> last night, uh, unfortunately, you got beat by Dylan. Uh, I won't really say the score. Um, let's just say that Dylan had one more point than, than you had. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, I want to start with something that Matt Shad noticed last night, and I talked to you about it after the game, that's effort. Um, and Olivia Duffy gave it in the JV game, I thought, uh, th through all four quarters, but specifically with the minute 30 left when she played uh, one-man press defense and forced the, uh, the Dylan girl over towards the sideline until the ball went off her foot. Um, causing a turnover, giving it a ball back, which I thought was incredible effort. Um, <laughs> he pointed out that you were supposed to be in a press, and she's the only one who picked up on it at the moment. Um, but that was outstanding effort, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, Olivia is one of those players that uh, she – loves to work hard especially in games she's we, we call her a gamer we kind of joke with her a lot of the time because she well like you always know she's going to bring it during a game so that's that's definitely effort that we expect to see from olivia duffy um my daughter who's a freshman at gallatin high uh is the same same way in in that she never puts forth much effort in practice at swimming and then she goes to a meet, and she's ranked, I think, 14th nationally in her age group. And so she just whoops up at the meet. <laughs> oh, she lollygags during yeah. practice. Um, and uh, Veronica Turk, with 20 seconds left, I wrote about this this morning, 20 seconds left in the game. Unfortunately, you get beat by 40 points. Um, Wait a minute, I thought you were going to say the score. Yeah, no, I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> to make my point. Well, you could say 20 points. Um, it's still the same. That girl from uh, Dylan's bringing the ball over half court, and Veronica meets her at half court. And this, again, I can't stress enough, 20 seconds left in the game. You're down by 40. She bellies up against her, steals the ball, falls to the floor, avoids a traveling violation, and... While still sitting down, hits Chase Vermillion, who's coming back on offense for, for a layup and for two points. 
Um, that's, that's commitment. It's passion for the game, I think. Um, I don't know. What causes Brian Cook to do that? I think it, in that moment, in the fourth quarter, I had asked the kids to not um, – I felt like at the end of the third quarter, we kind of started playing like we were losing. And even if we are losing, I still want them to exhibit the same effort. And so I kind of challenged them going into the fourth quarter to continue through the fourth quarter um, and using it, even though we were losing, trying to use it as time to make ourselves better offensively and defensively. And so I think that was probably, I would like to think that that effort stemmed from my challenge to them going into that fourth quarter to continue playing um, and making ourselves better, not just rolling over and accepting the defeat, so to speak. Um, Veronica, you're one of the girls along with Strupp, and uh, Jensen just, she, she's not mentioned in the article today because she always gives up her. You can, she does. You, she could be dead if she's she was still alive and give effort. No matter what sport she plays, that's how she is. But you and Strupp last night, um, oh, along with, um, uh, how do I say her name, uh, Gray? Gray Hoagland Mossman. Yeah, she didn't play a lot. But when she did play, she gave nothing but effort, and so did you. Um, what, what drives you overall in a game when you're losing by so much? I think it's important to just come out there and be a force. And even if, like, we're losing by so much, it's important to be the person that starts the effort train and, like, go out there and get minutes working as hard as I possibly can. Because if one person starts to give effort, then another will, and then another will, and then all of a sudden all five of us are. So. Um, struck, struck last night on that same play, the end, end of the game, she was trailing behind Vermillion. I don't know if you saw notice this, but when Vermillion made that basket, um, she turned around, and the first person to greet her was Strupp. But Strupp was almost laughing with joy. She was so, so excited. And you mentioned after the game that you need more teamwork. Um, that and I asked Strupp about that later, and she said, you know, she's worked a lot in the offseason with Vermillion has gotten close to her, but and so she just felt happy for her. But she also mentioned that she always feels happy for all team members. But that in itself, that play and that uh, just sheer joy, like opening up a Christmas present on a five-year-old, um, that struck show, encompasses what you want in a teammate, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's – I really like to see when teammates get excited for other teammates when they score. Um, Coach Shaw brings this up a lot in the locker room, but uh, he, he often talks about it's not my points, they're Ranger points. So no matter who scores, we're trying to be happy for our teammates. And um, I also think Veronica here does a really good job of that too, of celebrating all of the, all of the wins that her teammates do, kind of – piggybacking off of her comment on the effort I think that goes with the excitement too and the celebration like one person starts celebrating and the next person starts celebrating and the energy just gets better from there um, tonight you have Laurel yes and we you did told me last night they like to play fast they like to play the same game as Dylan um, but they're not as tall um, 
It'll be nice to play against a team for once that doesn't have a severe height advantage. Yeah, I think especially with the size of our guards and like the average height of our team, it'll be nice to match up with players who are the same height as us and having our taller girls on some of their bigger girls and having it feel like more even rather than having a bunch of six foot guards against our <laughs> five three guards. Yeah, that's gotta get boring after a while. Because yeah. sometimes it's it's frustrating like you can play as good as defense as, as you want but at the end of the day they can still just shoot over you and and Ronnie here plays a lot of post, <laughs> post for us sometimes. She, she's usually somebody we put in as a post sub. and So sometimes she's stuck on those bigger girls. So um, the Dylan game was a little bit like Chase and Ashley matched up size-wise. Um, Ronnie obviously gives super good effort always on defense and everything. Um, but so, you know, this might <laughs> yeah. be a better matchup for Ron Ron tonight. <laughs> it would be nice to not be shot over. <laughs> well, I was mentioning it to Coach before we started. Those girls – look like they spent at least a couple of years in the weight room. They were yeah. they were physical. Yeah. They weren't necessarily they didn't necessarily have a height advantage. I guess two of them were, were taller. But um, they're just big girls. Yeah. Yeah. They're just muscular, right? Um what can you do coach to um get the girls to communicate better, pass better, and move the ball around? I think we've got to just keep preaching our you know, consistency. We talked about that in the locker room yesterday about we showed signs yesterday of being able to compete with highly competitive teams. Uh, the second quarter yesterday, the point difference was only two points. So we only lost the second quarter by two points yesterday. Um, and so showing you know, we played that whole second quarter and then spurts here and there. So continuing to preach that consistency and discipline at practice. Um, and then, you know, just having the kids buy into what we're asking them to do is really important. So I think when they feel that success, uh, we'll go back for sure and definitely watch that second quarter of that game. I want the kids to recognize what was working well. Um, and then hopefully that can kind of encourage them to see you know, when we when we do run our offense, when we do pass the ball, when we are all on the same page on defense, uh, really good things happen for them. Um, the same thing we said about the JV at the JV level yesterday. Um, under a minute, they went on a 10 on a run. Dylan did. Um, you had them 15, well, it was 13 to 10 at one time, 15 to 10. And then they opened the game up 22 to 12. Um, is there a difference? I know Matt does majority of the coaching for the JV team, but is there a difference in your game plan um, with JV versus varsity? So JV and varsity um, practice together all the time. So Matt and I co-coach um, during practices, uh, those two teams. Um, our JV team is also another very prime example of lack of consistency. And it shows up at practice. Uh, so kind of what you saw last night was kind of a glimpse of what we see on a weekly basis at practice. Like one day they'll show up and they'll be on and ready to go, and then the next day we're turning the ball over every two seconds. Um, so I think consistency, like uh, you asked me a couple weeks ago if I had a word for the year, and I think I just found it. <laughs> consistency? Consistency. Uh, that's not a 
was cool selling this <laughs> steel. <laughs> last year's was cool. Um, and I, last year during my research, I found that word, that phrase. What is iron that? sharpens iron is yeah. what we were talking about last yeah, year. Yeah, to uh, uh, many uh, proteins are using, <laughs> we're using that last year. Um, so, Veronica, um, how many years have you played for the Rangers? Four. Um, so that means mm, no, you've only had to see, had Coach Burns yeah. as your head coach. Yeah. Um, how many years in varsity? Three, two, three. I think you swung. I swung. You swung last the, year. Did you swing your sophomore year too? I, yeah, I swung at the start swinging at the end. So partial sophomore year, par, uh, partial junior year, swing in JV and varsity, and then full time varsity this year. Um, do you do anything else athletically? Here? Yeah, I play volleyball and I run track. Um, which is your favorite? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really have a favorite because it kind of, it kind of just depends on what I'm doing in the moment. Because when I'm in volleyball, I'm really into volleyball, and when I'm in basketball, I'm all about basketball. And then same thing with track. So. Um, practice pretty hard. It there's good days and bad days. Sometimes practice is just. You're just everyone's having a good like have a good attitude. It's fun, and sometimes you know we're having problems. We're turning over the ball, and we can't. We're our offense, and we can't run our plays. We're getting beat on defense, and it just kind of the mood of the practice is hard to work through. Um, this year, you guys uh, didn't look good at all against the Big Ten. Uh, <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> you did. You did. And that goes back to that consistency, consistency yep. that you've talked about. You got the next game you win. Blowout. Yep. And, uh, and then you come back and fire up uh, one point in the second half. Yeah. So it's, it is that consistency. Yeah. Um, I think that loss was actually really good for our team. Um, I, I, we actually talked about this in the locker room. I think our varsity team was feeling very, very confident in what we had at the beginning of the season. Um, and it was kind of good to lose like that, I think, starting out, because it also showed us that we weren't working quite hard enough in practice. So even you know in practice, sometimes we play varsity versus JV, and it kind of showed us that we were getting too comfortable just being successful against our JV players. And so it also helped us as coaches be able to try to st structure practice a little bit differently sometimes so that we can um, help our kids not just feel content scoring against our JV kids. So varsity on varsity, those kind of things. So I think it was actually a good loss, even though it was super ugly. <laughs> Don't want to go back to that one. <laughs> well, you played, you played two programs, Dylan, Miles City, who are just that programs in that they've built them, they spent the time, they spent the money, they had the energy in the offseason doing nothing but basketball. Here in Livingston, uh, Veronica, you have a youth soccer league um, mm -hmm. from the age of five years and up. You have squat for basketball, um, you have the uh, rec departments. Um, basketball league, winter league that's starting, um, well, today's the last day to register, and it starts in uh, February 7th. 
um, for five, five years old to sixth grade. Um, but that's been around for two or three years. Um, do you feel that that's one, one of the, I don't want to say reasons, but I'm going to reasons that um, the team struggles with, uh, to win because there's no his, history of the girls, first of all, playing together for so long, like those other programs. Second of all, um, use a football uh, analogy, they have the uh, wide receiver trees, the, the plays that are called. Um, do you think having a, a program from youth up would be helpful? Um. Yeah, I, I just think with basketball, there's only five people on the court versus soccer, it's 11. And there's so many different positions where basketball, there's girls who play everywhere on the court and are skilled and able to do everything. And I know so many of the girls I played in middle school with, they don't play anymore. And the people who, like, we had some success in middle school and stuff, and half those girls, like, they don't play anymore. And I don't really, like, have any like team experiences with them and it just morphs especially in high school basketball when we're coming out and we have freshmen and sophomores on our team who I haven't played with until this year or last year so it's just the way things all shift and change and with soccer all of those kids have been playing together in the spring and in the fall since they were little and it's especially with like their really strong spring league that we have in Livingston mm -hmm. like we have a really strong like club soccer program going in Livingston and all of those kids have been playing together since they could play club soccer what do you think coach yeah I think that definitely has something to do with it um, it's super hard to um, get you know I've, I've tried to do youth camps and, and stuff in the summer times and it, it is hard to get people to come um, a lot of times we experience uh, I think Maggie Tarr does a great job with the rec program. I think it's a great opportunity, but the the kids need more than that. Um, and some of that falls onto parents, to be honest with you. Um, you know, parent like in some of those other towns that are really successful in basketball, it's the parents that are taking a team out and going and playing travel ball and, and all those kind of things. You know, what Ronnie's talking about, just like playing together. So some of that, you know, it can't all fall on your varsity head coach or your rec department some of it has to be um, other families and parents wanting to get involved um well, put a hoop up yeah right uh, so you i drive mean around livingston yeah. and you just don't see yep. that you, you don't um where i where i grew up um I was town kind of like clyde park shields valley every 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 single house had a hoop yeah and you don't see that at all around here. And we experience a lot of times, you know, a competitive school ball starts in seventh grade. That's the first year that they get to play for SGMS. Um, there's a lot of times that that is a kid's first experience playing competitive basketball. And so it definitely puts us at a disadvantage. There's a lot of catching up um, that we have to do between seventh grade to high school basketball. Um, what... Um what are you, what's your plan for tonight? What is coach told you? Um. Without <laughs> spilling the beans. <laughs> I think just a big 
part of what's going to help us tonight is our effort and keeping a consistent effort through the whole game. And sometimes it's hard when you're just, no matter the score, like if we're down by so however much, it's hard to like keep wanting to fight. But I think it's just important to go out there and give all the energy you have no matter what because it just it honestly makes you feel better than feeling like you've given up especially like as a team if we if everybody has good effort no matter how the score turns out it's going to feel a lot more rewarding than just kind of giving up and getting beat and not running like getting down the court on defense and just kind of like giving the game to them almost um i gotta say coach you have I forgot what came, what game it was last year, but I specifically pointed it out to you, Matt. It was, uh, it was a home game. Matt, I don't. You know, when you had a, have a stroke, you you tend to forget things. <laughs> if somebody told me something five minutes ago, I'd forget it. Um, um, but there was a point last year. No offense. Your coaching seemed to you seemed to be more excited. You showed more joy, the two of you together. Um, and I started with, uh, with the game, with one game, and it's never ended. I've seen this year the same joy on the sideline. You were up last night cheering them on, calling plagues, clapping uh, to the final moment. Um, there's a couple coaches that I've seen who they, they just sit and watch. Uh, and I think you guys will pick up on the coach's energy. Your energy picks up if they're energetic. Is that right? Yeah, especially on the benches like last night, uh, the C-Squad coach, Jamie Brink, she was telling us, come on, guys, like bring the energy and bring the energy and me and Olivia Duffy, we just kind of got into it and we're cheering and it, I think it really helped and we started getting a bunch of stops on defense and that's kind of our energy shifted and going into the fourth quarter, it kind of helped having the benches support and I know like being on the court, it's hard to play out there when your team on the bench isn't, you don't feel their energy as much. Um. You agree with me or not? You probably think you're always up and energetic, but uh, no, I think there's definitely times where I think just like the girls, sometimes you know you go through slumps and games that feels you know it's it's hard not to feel defeated sometimes. Um, you know, I don't there's know. You... definitely moments where you know in my mind I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, but at the same token, I'm not doing my players any favors by. You know, I expect them to continue to have positive energy and support each other. Um, and uh, leadership begins with action. So that's what I try to do for them, um, try to continue coaching, try to continue um, helping them um, n not perfect by any means. I'm sure there's times when, <laughs> when I am sitting on the bench or, you know, don't say the right thing. I, you know, I even called the I called a bad play in the JV game for Matt. He was talking to a player, and I called the play and didn't recognize the clock. So, you know, things happen, but I, I do think that if I expect that from my players, I have to show it from myself as well. Um, I don't know. You're fun to watch. Matt's fun to watch, Thank too, because you. Uh, you guys are just <laughs> someone in the game. Um, there was – what was that game I was uh, – the game that you had uh, – you were just away at? 
Uh, Boulder? Yep. You got hosed. Our kids played a really good first half. No. <laughs> I mean by the roughs. Oh, oh yeah. The, the roughs. I, I would say the, the roughing wasn't always ideal in that game. Yeah, well, you can't talk about it probably, but <laughs> Veronica gonna, can. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Home court advantage. <laughs> yeah, home ref advantage. Yeah. But I, it was pretty, uh, there, there was, it was, I'll, I'll be polite and just say that that chubby guy, <laughs> he his daughter must have been on the team. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, my dad's not usually like a make comments about stuff type of guy, but you know it's bad when he has something to say about it. Uh, so what do you do when the call, uh, for those listening who didn't see the game, um, it was, it was, they were bad calls. Um, some, some went both ways, but most of them went against the Rangers. And two or three of them, including the boys game, were, I don't know, I think they were called on purpose. That's all I can, that's all I, I could think about. I mean, one was so bad, the one of the, one of the refs called it a, uh, a jump ball. And he came running over right away. From the far side of the court, he couldn't even see, and called a foul. Uh, yep. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I, I think Sean like, was about ready to come unglued. <laughs> How could he even see that? So, yeah, I don't, and let me throw another interesting point at you that maybe you, maybe you have or haven't recognized. Uh, the change in the foul rule this year yeah. with the five fouls yeah. per quarter. Um, one thing that I have noticed that it has changed is the perception of uneven foul calling. So sometimes in the second quarter or the fourth quarter, you know, fouls might be eight to two. And now with the new rule, when it changes at the quarter, you lose that perception. Like there, we have had games where we have had, you know, 10 plus fouls and the other team probably only has three in the half. But with the new foul rule where it changes at quarter, it completely takes away the perception that it it may be uneven. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty easy to tell when they have no fouls and we have five. five. <laughs> and then it stops counting after five, so yeah. you don't even know. Like you could yeah. have fifteen. Or like they have they have one foul and we're already they're already shooting yeah. for everything. But then it resets at quarter, so yeah. and then it's like so yeah. So that's an interesting thing that I've taken from that foul rule is it has definitely changed that per, that uh, fairness perception, so to speak, if that's a fair way to say that, right way to say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> it changes my perception. But anyway, I do um, think, I will say that I think my kids um, play through those things fairly well. We, we try to get them to, you know, not focus on the refs and play through, and I do think that our team as a whole uh, plays through those frustrations pretty well. Um, last night, as a, just a point of reference, uh, Maria, Maria Turk, shot seven out of ten uh, free, throws. free throws. Yep. No points, no baskets, <clears throat> but shot. That's pretty good. Pretty good percentage. If you're not going to score any baskets, you, you might as well make the most of. Yeah, she's your free actually. Throws. Uh, I think she's probably our top free throw percentage on our team, and then also she's up there in the conference right now of free throw percentage. So that's pretty cool. She's she's gotten to the line a lot this year. Um, I think that's about well, Veronica. Why don't you just uh, tell me 
in case I don't get to hit you for <laughs> senior leadership uh, article. Um, what are what are your goals in life? Um, I just think finding my my place, like finding a job and career, like that makes me happy, and finding people around me that like lift me up and kind of just enjoying life and not taking everything too, too seriously. I don't know if you know, but Veronica here is kind of a brainiac. Yeah. She's got, do you have some good uh, scholarships, academic scholarships? Yeah, ASU just offered me like a $58,000 scholarship. And then, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. You know, uh, Boise State just offered me, they offered me like a $15,000 scholarship. What were you, what do you hope to major in, if um, you know? I, either microbiology or cell biology. To become? Uh, I want to be an immunologist. Um, good. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that it. seriously. That sounds kind of. We joke with funny. Veronica that she's kind of a nerd, but she's my favorite nerd. <laughs> well, you can. Remy Sexton's probably also a, yeah. a nerd in that sense. Uh, she's I, a great athlete and a, a great girl. I enjoy doing my calculus with her. <laughs> she's my little, she's my calculus buddy. Probably don't hear that comment very often, do you? No, I, I enjoy doing know. calculus. I don't even know how to spell calculus. <laughs> um, last thing, who was the uh, boys coach last year? Kyle Neibauer was last year's coach. Yeah, I love Kyle. He's a um, great guy. I joked with him one, uh, it, was, it was one game before I went down to, down to Gardner to watch uh, Twin Bridges play the Gardner, Gardner boys and girls. And I asked Kyle if he ever got a technical. And he said, oh, I've gotten two or three in my lifetime, I think. I said, ever get one with Park High? He said, no. And I said, I've never seen a high school coach get a technical, so get one tonight. And I'm he just kind of chuckled, you know. <laughs> and then lo and behold, the next night I go down to Gardner and the coach, first year coach, for Twin Bridges, gets a technical at the end of the game, Gardner hits two free throws and wins it. So, um, have you ever gotten a technical? I have gotten a couple. Wow. <laughs> One directly at me, and then a couple on our bench, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shad got his first one in like three years last Shad year. Shad used to be a, kind of a technical. Shad got he, one? In middle he, school. And he, when he was a middle school coach for the girls, he he was, yeah, he would get riled up <laughs> pretty, pretty good. And Which, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to watch how he was with all the, like, coaching middle school and how riled up he would get and going after the refs and just, you know, and now he kind of just, he's Aww, more. Shot is so much more mature. He, yeah, he's, <laughs> I, I've noticed he's, you know, he's a little bit more mature and with his. Maybe it's his daughter. Kids. Yeah. Maybe. Kids will do that too. Yeah. Um. Tonight, you got the early game? Yeah. Um, you can stick around and watch the boys? Yeah, probably. Um, and you got C squad coach, junior JV, mm -hmm. and uh, varsity. Yep. Um, I got to ask because she's uh, my daughter's best friend, uh, Chloe Shin. Oh, I'm yes. a C squad. I hate to point a girl out, but. Um, <laughs> Um, who's your coach? Your Jamie Brink. No, you're, you're, oh, who's the, uh, the, the other girl? The oh, call? Riley Floyd. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, what does she do? Um, Rylea is volunteering with us this season because um, Jamie Brink is going to have a baby soon. <laughs> and so we brought Rylea on board to help with the C-Squad so that when Jamie goes and has her baby that we have another coach kind of in place that kind of knows the drill that can help us out. Do you um, – uh, I saw you watch C-Squad two weeks ago, um, some of it, and then you were uh, gone – uh, getting ready for the game. Um, but do you have anything to do with coaching them? Um, so we... Other than supervising either coaches. They often practice separate. Yeah. Um, but we practice plan together. So a lot of times Jamie will take um, what we're doing in the varsity practice and kind of mimic it, but also like adjust it to where the C-Squad level needs to be. Um, but both Coach Shaw and I both we're very much a coaching staff altogether. Um, and so sometimes one of us are, will pop over and, and go with the C-Squad or if Coach Brink needs help you know, with plays or defenses or whatever, we'll go help her. Um, but there's a lot of times they are practicing on their own and Coach Shaw and I are in the, in the main gym with um, our JV and, and varsity. But um, still very much a cohesive staff, if that makes sense. Well, I'm, uh, I was pleased to find out from uh, Miss Floyd last night that uh, Chloe's doing better defensively. Yes, that was one thing we were focusing on with Chloe was her positioning, and last night I saw a big improvement, so that was really great. Uh, all right. Um, Veronica, are you going to uh, get uh, – you're not going to start tonight, right? No. Um, <laughs> um, can, you sh can you make three-pointers? Sometimes. If I'm just like perfectly set in there, I can make them. <laughs> All right. So let's count on you making one tonight. If the game is under control and if the circumstances are right. We'll set up a play just for her. We'll set up a play. Okay. Yep. All not right. Okay. Not, okay, not in the corner. Got it. <laughs> not like Emily. Emily hit the corner. She's our corner sniper. Yeah. Sten sets a game. Maya can hit from yep. the corner too. Um, all right. That's about it. Uh, we're going to close out the uh, coach's corner for now. Thanks, Coach. Thank you Thanks, very much. Thanks, Veronica. Thank you. And good luck tonight. Thank you. Thank you.